Hey, Kevin. Hey, Taylor. Guess what? What? We're going to be doing a virtual live show again. Do I have to wear pants? Nope. Thank God I hate wearing pants. It's been hot. October 15th, we are going to be doing a virtual live show talking about the movie Super Troopers with our good friend Max Zaleski of Without a Cause Wrestling. He's not our height twin. He is definitely not our height twin. He is a great guy, though. So you're going to want to check this out. Head to cultofsplat.com slash events or moment.co slash cultofsplat to get your tickets and uh, join us. It's only five bucks. What else are you going to do on a Saturday night? Kevin, you're married. I am. You ever get in trouble with your wife and have to buy her flowers? More than I'd like to admit. Let me tell you a little secret. Next time, try getting her an edible arrangement. What's that? Well, it's better than flowers because you can eat it. Like, I know there are some flowers you can eat, but they're not very good. Not like an edible arrangement. This is fresh fruit covered in milk chocolate or dark chocolate. There's also cookies or brownies and every kind of delectable dessert that you can think of. My wife loves all those things. And just to entice you a little more, you can get $10 off an order of $59 or more by going to cultofsplat.com slash edible and using the code A-F-F-L-G-E-N-1-0. I know that's kind of a weird one, so I'll repeat it. A-F-F-L-G-E-N-1-0. And that'll get you $10 off any order of $59 or more at Edible Arrangements. I should probably pre-order because I'm going to get in trouble in a matter of minutes. Another episode of Cult of Splat. I'm your host, Taylor Bartle, joined once again by Kevin Desgoda. Yo, I almost forgot my line, and it's one syllable, two letters. Yeah, it's uh it's not one you should forget. Oh. We got we got a shirt of it. Come on. I know. I should actually buy that shirt, shouldn't I? You should. I think you should get a, get the pink one. Hot pink. I am in. It's One very of, 80s throwback. Yeah. <laughs> There's a punishment for my fantasy football league that we talked about where you have to wear a bright pink shirt that says alpha male and then set up outside of like a supermarket or a store um, trying to repeal men's rights. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good luck then. I hope you don't lose. <laughs> yeah, me either. Well, one league I am going to lose, um, but that's intentional. But I'll figure something else out. You're losing on purpose? Yeah, I have like seven draft picks right now. I'm tanking for oh. a good cause. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going Toro Boston Celtics rebuild. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, speaking of t-shirts, so just go ahead and throw this out there. You can get it. We get one of our t-shirts by going to cultosplat.com, clicking on the merch link, take you right to our T public store. We got a, a handful of different designs up. Make sure you check one of those out. It's good quality t-shirts too. Yeah, they're not so bad. Uh, also make sure that you are, if you haven't yet going to Apple podcasts or iTunes or whatever it is, they're calling it these days. Just the, the little purple guy with the, you know, it's got a guy with like rings around his head. 
click that, go there, give us five stars. Uh, it, it helps us move up the charts, helps more people find us. It's not, you know, we're not reading them to puff up our chest or anything. It's really just, uh, just to kind of help more people find us and help us grow. Yeah. If you want us to read them, send us a Twitter or an email. Yeah, that's true. I mean, normally we do all this at the end of the show, but yeah, we're on, we're on all social media as Colts of Splat. You can hit us up there, but getting to the matter at hand today's episode, we are talking about the 1993 national lampoon comedy loaded weapon one. Yay. One of my favorites. Uh, as you pointed out to me via text, I think yesterday, our first slapstick movie. I believe it is our first slapstick movie, and I am a huge fan of slapstick. It's just like all the other slapstick movies I love, like Top Secret, Airplane, uh, Kentucky Fried Movie, and things like that. They are all above 60%. So I'm very excited to actually, you know, we actually have a slapstick movie we can do. And this is, I think this is hilarious. I was watching it earlier today, and I was just busting up laughing. Uh, yeah, I mean... I don't I, I can't really speak for other slapstick movies because like you said, this is our first. But uh, watching it for this was exhausting because it is just joke after joke after joke. It's after joke. nonstop. And so trying to take notes on this, I'm just like, pause. OK, take a note. Unpause. Pause. Take a note. OK. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you who does not like slapstick. Critics. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, 18% tomato meter on this one. Ooh. It's not our worst. Yeah. uh, Audience, not not much better. Uh, I mean, well, quite a bit better, but still not very good. 49%. You know, I've always said people are stupid. (laughs) We, We literally just said people are the worst before we hit record. That's true. Uh, critics consensus loaded weapon one hits all the routine targets with soft squibs yielding a tired parody that cycles through its laundry list of references with little comedic verve. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Damn. That was not nice at all. Uh, directed by Gene Quintano whose highest rated rated movie on rotten tomatoes is sudden death. Oh, God, no. I'm not even sure what that is, but it's only 50% rating. I think it's a Van Damme movie. Yeah, it's a Van Damme movie. Uh, Yeah, well, that's his highest rating. Above Police Uh, Academy 3 and (laughs) 4? Well, Police Academy 4 is 0%. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is not our 0% movie that I hinted at a couple episodes ago. Still waiting to see if somebody can guess that one. Looking at uh, he wrote Operation Dumbo Drop. Hey, good for him. I guess. Uh, this, meanwhile, was written by Suzanne Todd and David Willis. Uh, Suzanne Todd wrote Memento. Holy <laughs> shit, really? Yeah. That is her highest rated at 93%. Uh, wow, she, also that... wrote, she also wrote Bad Moms. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, Must Love Dogs. Oh, she produced Must Love Dogs. I haven't seen that one. Uh, Oh, sorry. She produced Memento. She did not write it. Okay. 
looks like she's done mostly producer credits. Well, at least she got her writing credit, you know, in early. Yeah, I guess. And then David Willis, uh, again, just all producer credits. Whole nine yards, Breakfast of Champions. Woo! Didn't think that one was coming back. Yeah, no shit. Um, Okay, IMDb synopsis. I'm going to read this verbatim. Oh, boy. A spoof on Lethal Weapon, other movies, TV commercials, etc., Two unlike L.A. cops investigate a cocaine in Girl Scout cookies case. I think they meant to say unlikely. This is like just poorly written. It has two instead of like T.W.O.s. It just has the numeral. Yeah. Which is just yeah, bad grammar. Just start a sentence. You never start a sentence with a number. No. And there, there's also missing a comma before etc. Yep. Commercials, etc. Like, is that like the first? The first time I read it, the the cocaine and Girl Scouts cookie case, my 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 brain was not understanding what they were trying to say. No, it's just it's so bad. But how much cocaine would you eat if there were like you know, in Girl Scout cookies? Because I would be <laughs> wired, dude. I would probably die. <laughs> I remember that episode of Always Sunny when they're uh, Charlie and Dee are spying on the lawyer. Who was staying oh. in a hotel, and but they were looking at some other woman, and then Charlie's like, "She just ate a whole sleeve of Oreo cookies," and I was like, "Yeah, and <laughs> been there, done that." <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah, is come that on, that's like a the, Thursday. Uh, is that not the recommended serving size for Oreos? Not according to like the science science people, but they're nerds and they've never lived life. Yeah, well, science is a bitch sometimes. That's right. It gives Shut us up, science, bitch. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I think what IMDb is trying to say is a spoof on Lethal Weapon, other movies. Good. Very specific. Yeah. What other movies? Oh, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it's a spoof on, on Lethal Weapon, obviously. In particular, buddy it's, cop movies in general. Yeah. And then I think it's supposed to say two unlikely L.A. cops investigate a cocaine in Girl Scout cookies case. They should have put little hyphens in between each word. Right. Yeah. And maybe like two cops who are nothing alike instead of unlike maybe. Oh, yeah. Because they're not unlikely cops. They're they, they're normal cops. Like Yeah, they're, they're pretty stereotypical cops. <laughs> yeah. Joey, are we on cops again? <laughs> are we on cops? Okay, so uh, to the meat of things, should we just dive right in? Yeah, let's dive right in. All right. So we kick things off with Emilio Estevez. Emilio! Who, did he get canceled recently? I know he was, he was like taken off the Mighty Ducks show. Shit, was he? Yeah, but I don't remember what happened. So hard to keep up with people who get canceled now. It's sad that I can't keep up with all the shitty people in Hollywood. I know, right? Don't you know? Don't be a shitty person. It's That's that a, hard. Just a good, good rule yeah. of thumb. Yeah. Don't say bad things. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be anything that ends with ist or phobic. Right. If somebody calls you that, reevaluate your life. Yeah. They're probably saying it for a reason. So Emilio is, he's driving his big giant caddy 
and he's driving like a maniac. He's driving like what's her name from the replacements, just oh, like okay. swerving in and out of traffic, running red lights. If he's a cop, it's fine. That's true. Let's run some red lights. Woo! So he pulls up to this little mini mart convenience store thing, parks diagonal across three stops like an asshole. I hate people who do that. Gets out and does this little boop boop. And I, like he like <laughs> does this little lean when he does it. <laughs> I love the lean. And then he opens the door and there's like all this smoke behind him and he enters the the uh the mini mart all dramatically. Yeah, it has like smoke and this huge like spotlight behind him. Yeah. Oh, I guess before he opens the door though, he gets out and he like takes a cigarette and he throws it on the ground and puts it out with his foot. And then he takes a pipe and throws it down <laughs> and he scratches it under his foot. And then a cigar. <laughs> and so then he uh he enters the mini mart and <laughs> we see this kid walking out with it. It's called a turbo chug. And it's, it's like, like as big as he is. Yeah. It's just it this giant cup. I don't know. 500 was, ounces. Yeah. If it was full, I don't think he'd be able to pick it up. Yeah, probably not. But there's these, these three, uh, Arab guys. Two of them are wearing turbans behind the counter. And they're like, you know, nice weather we're having, huh? And we, I'll tell you right now, we don't have a splatter piece theater today, but so the closest thing we're going to get is I'm going to read this whole monologue that he does. <laughs> he says, nice weather. You think we're having nice weather? I guess you didn't lose the only one that meant anything in your life. I guess you don't feel burned out by the human misery and despair perpetrated by the criminal vermin that infest every pore of this decaying city, forcing you to guzzle cheap wine and cheap whiskey to dull the pain that shatters your heart, rips at your soul, keeps your days forever gray. What flavor icy you got today? Damn. <laughs> and they're like, kiwi cherry. And he's like, oh, kiwi cherry. cherry. Yuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm with him on that one. I don't know. Kiwi cherry might be good. But he goes and he grabs a frozen hamburger, throws it <laughs> two, in the microwave. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> but suddenly these guys come in. or He starts reading this magazine. It's called Planner Magazine. <laughs> And it's got this gun of the month fold out that like folds out and then it's folds like out six again. <laughs> yeah. It's just this big giant gun. And he's just like, ooh, yeah, baby. Yeah. And then suddenly like five security cameras like surround him. <laughs> they're all on like, you know, poles or what wires or whatever. And they're just all and he like when he looks at them, they they turn away. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're not looking at me. Yeah. Um, but these guys come in and they get some pantyhose and they go up to the counter and they're like, do you have these in taupe? No and taupe. The, the guy, no taupe. Beef jerky. <laughs> I almost spit up my water. I know. That's what I was laughing at. I was laughing more at you. I almost um, soaked you from 1,100 miles away. Yeah. I don't know what this guy thinks taupe is. <laughs> I, I was racking my brain after that. I was like, what kind of flavor beef jerky in 1993 would there be that I can think of that would like match up? The only thing I can think of, there was plain, there was peppered, and there was teriyaki. There were no other types of beef jerky back in 1993. The only thing I could think of was tripe. Ew. 
That's pretty but close. Like, yeah, he's like, no, if he was thinking, you know, you're thinking of tripe, and he's like, no, we don't have tripe, but we have beef jerky. No, thanks. But Not anyways, these fun. guys, yeah, these guys, they take the pantyhose, put them over their head, and then immediately start robbing the place. Two, yeah. And Emilio is just like, you know, you guys mind if I join the party? <laughs> and they just have this giant shootout in the middle of this tiny ass mini mart. And they're, like, they're shooting at each other and they're shooting all the stuff on the on the counters, um, shelves. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. The things, shoot the out. whole things. Yeah, you know, they're like horizontal and flat. Yeah. They stack up upon themselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They shoot out, like they shoot holes in all these juice cans and Emilio t- like pulls out a cup and just puts them under, puts it under the, the juice. <laughs> juice. Um, he, the juice. <laughs> we also see him with this like predator vision. And then when you see him, he just is holding up two rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it never worked out that way when you were a kid. I know. Oh, by the way, the juice is called manly man juice. <laughs> Was William Riggle the uh, spokesman for it? Because I sure hope so. <laughs> oh, you beautiful little Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> uh, they they shoot the, the pantyhose, which then jump out like the like joke snakes. snakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we are on top of things with words today. Yeah. Words are hard. Our words are the best right now. <laughs> Uh, the guys behind the counter pull out a, a flamethrower. They're just like screaming in whatever their native language is. Um, and they like start, you know, blasting this flamethrower. And they just shoot the popcorn and it starts just popping and going off. It was a nice little Chiffy Papa product placement. Yeah. Then um, there's also a, a Budweiser product placement. One of the guys shoots like the Budweiser display and they all explode. Yeah. It's not the last time we see Budweiser either. Yeah. And then Emilio pulls out this machine gun. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> I know. It's like the, the, the same time as like the other bad guy whips out a freaking Tommy gun. Yeah. They just keep upgrading their weapons. Yeah. It's like escalating. <laughs> but he like just shoots these guys and they f- fly backwards through the windows and they just like keep falling and falling and falling. And flipping. Yeah. You can see like the course that pulled out the window too. <laughs> And Emilio's just like drinking an icy, just like waiting for him. Just like, Jesus Christ, land already. Then finally he goes outside and he's like, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire 173 times or 174? (laughs) Well, do you feel lucky, punk? And then you hear this little ding and it's the microwave. And he pulls out his hamburger and it's just burnt to shit. He's like, you guys got to get that fixed. One and a half minute. (laughs) <laughs> so he drives away and this text comes on the screen and it's like Los Angeles night Nights. <laughs> 67 degrees and clear Thank and it like you. cuts to the it cuts to this house and it just says a house <laughs> you know I think this is where like you know they got like Google Maps ideas from they're like hey what if we had this thing in the future that's like tells you the city where you're going and the temperature all in one. And the other guy's probably like, what? Put that on a phone that we carry around everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly what happened. But inside this house is Whoopi Goldberg. And like 
immediately I was like, is that her real hair? <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of hair up top. Yeah, it looks like a giant bicycle helmet of hair. <laughs> yeah. But she's on the phone and she's like, hey, it's me. It's uh, and then all of a sudden on the screen it says 936. <laughs> she's like, 936. Oh, 937. <laughs> like ticks over. <laughs> and she's like, look, I got to get out of here. Uh, meet me at Squealer's Hotel. I have a contact there. And Squealer's Hotel is such a dumb joke, but it's funny. Yeah. Uh, suddenly the, outside this van pulls up and it's got this big logo of like a Girl Scout looking cartoon thing. And we just see these legs of a Girl Scout like skipping up the, the walkway. That's so cute. Skipping. Yeah. And then she gets to the front door and she's like starts coughing and just drops a cigarette. <laughs> But there's a so there's a knock at the door and Whoopi takes this little like strip of film and puts it behind a photo, hangs it back on the wall and then goes and looks out the peephole and it's Tim Curry <laughs> dressed as a Girl Scout. <laughs> Great disguise. Villainous girls. Yeah, he's, he's got a full beard <laughs> and this terrible accent. Was he supposed to be German? No, they said Austrian. <laughs> Same yeah, thing. Terrible accent. And yeah, he's just like, Wilderness Girls. Anytime I see Girl Scouts on the street, I would go always say, Wilderness Girls. <laughs> My wife's like, uh, you need to stop that. You need to stop I that love, right now. I love Tim Curry so Everybody much. Everybody loves Tim Curry. Tim Curry is a national treasure. He is. I thought he died like two years ago, but he's still alive. Yeah, he had a stroke, but he's still he's still alive. Yeah, I, I Mandela affected myself. Uh, Whoopi opens the door and then there's like a safe door, <laughs> like the, the big wheel. She like cranks that and opens it. And then there's another third big heavy door, opens that. And she invites Curry in to, you know, she's going to get her wallet. And he he's like, you know, no need for that and pulls off his wig. <gasps> and so, what a reveal. And oh, my God, it's, it's Tim Curry. Uh, so then Whoopi takes off her wig, which is the big bicycle helmet of hair. <laughs> And so then Tim Curry like reaches down the front of his shirt and pulls out a training bra. And so then Whoopi reaches into the front of her jeans and pulls out a wad of socks. That was a big wad of sock too. I was like, what, what is she trying to accomplish? That she's manly. Yeah. Why does she want people to think she's got a huge dick? Because she's going to go coach the New York Knicks after this. Okay. You have to have a huge dick to coach the New York Knicks. Well, her name was Eddie in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. But, uh, you know, Tim Curry reveals that they're moving drugs through these Girl Scout cookies. And he's like, where is the microfilm? What? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't play coy with me. This is too important. And this is the plot. <laughs> And she's like, uh, important enough that anyone within earshot should listen to each and every detail. And the microfilm, which holds the recipe for turning cocaine into cookies. And I'm just like, what recipe? Like, you just bake it in. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, toss a couple teaspoons or tablespoons in and, you know, you're good to go. But would yeah. that kill the effect of the cocaine? I have 
no idea. Would it like would it bake down like when you cook with alcohol? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, any cokeheads out there who have tried baking cocaine into cookies, can you let us know how that works? Because I am very curious. Yeah, does it does it cook down like alcohol or does it like can does it work like with weed? Yeah, does it like maybe like because you can bake weed into cookies, right? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey cokeheads, a... uh, yeah. send us like one or two sentences. Don't like go, go yeah, crazy you... and write a whole paragraph. So let me tell you about cocaine. Here's the thing about cocaine. Oh my god, I love cocaine. Let me tell you why I love cocaine. When you cook cocaine, you cook cookies. Yes or no? Does it work? That's all we need. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need. All we want you to do is go to iTunes, give us five stars, and in the text box put. Yes, you can still get high off cocaine cookies or no, you cannot get high off cooking cookies. Don't write anything else. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah, we're not going to read the rest. We're going to find the, the answer and we're going to quit it. We're lazy. We're busy. We're also very lazy. We're and, not going to so read tired. Yeah. I'm so tired. We're so tired. Uh, let's see. So she says, uh, you know, you, you need to go talk to McCracken. And he's like, okay, McCracken. Releasing McCracken. Shoots her. Uh, he's, he shoots her after after she reveals McCracken. And so he's like, wait, is that Dan McCracken or Mike McCracken? Spike. Like, oh, Mike. Okay, good. <laughs> shoots her again. <laughs> and he's like, wait, does he live on Alpine or Oak? She's like, Alpine. Okay. <laughs> shoots her again. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, wait, one more thing. Park on third. You'll never find a spot on Alpine. He's like, oh, thank you very much. That's very helpful. Shoots her one more time. Then she finally dies. And then as he's walking out the door, there's this blind guy just sitting next to the front door. And he's like, and you, you didn't see anything. (laughs) You've seen nothing. Yeah, he's blind. And you're also using a silencer on the gun. Yeah. So uh, the next day we see this station wagon like veering through all these emergency vehicles. Uh, and then there's also an ice cream truck parked at the end. And a taco truck. <laughs> was there a taco truck too? I didn't notice. Yeah, there's a taco truck right across from the uh, ice cream truck. I just saw the cops buying the ice cream. I know it's been hot here. Uh, once again, talking about weather in Southern California being warm. <laughs> go, you know. Yeah, I was like, I could go for an ice cream cone right about now. But Samuel L. Jackson gets out of the, the uh, station wagon. Very young. He, he has to be an all-star, right? He's going to He's in everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of time before he's a Hall of Famer. But so he walks into the crime scene. This is Whoopi's house. There's this guy sitting there and he's like scratching the back of his head. And Samuel L. Jackson's like, all right, what do you got? And this guy goes, <laughs> I don't know, dandruff or maybe just dry scalp. Samuel L. Jackson pulls out this bottle of Head and Shoulders. He's like, here, try this. But Sarge, you don't have dandruff. I know. (laughs) But so there's, you know, a guy taking crime scene photos and he like turns and he takes a photo of Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, you want matte finish or glossy? (laughs) (laughs) Jackson's just like, oh, matte. You know, some of these jokes make so much more sense as a four-year-old compared to an 11-year-old. <laughs> but the uh, coroner is like working on Whoopi and Samuel Jackson's like, all right, what do you think? 
says, I think this is the worst dressed stiff I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you know, this was my partner for a long time. Like, I know her. She's my friend. Could you show us a little respect? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I've, I've been working with with stiffs so long that I, I forget sometimes. And I, I, I do get a little disrespectful. And I'm sorry. He's like, all right. So what do you think? She's like, well, this loser stiff has taken the chicken <laughs> shit away. Yeah, and this is Dr. Joyce Brothers. <laughs> was it Dr. Joyce? It was Dr. Joyce. Um, yeah, she says she's taking the chicken shit way out and <laughs> offed herself. And Samuel L. Jackson rolls her over and she's like, <gasps> this look on her face. Oh, and he's just caught like, herself by surprise. <laughs> yeah, she must have caught herself by surprise. <laughs> just, oh, I was surprised. I accidentally shot myself in the chest five times. times. <laughs> but Samuel Jackson finds this box of, or she's uh, Dr. Joyce says they found this box of wilderness girl cookies. He's like, Hmm. And then they also noticed that she got something in her hand. And so like Dr. Joyce stands up and like stomps on her hand. <laughs> Rigor Mortis really set in with Whoopi. Yeah, I guess. But it's this uh, matchbook that says Squealer's Hotel. And so Samuel L. Jackson, you know, takes that and he goes to leave. And they've like completely cordoned off this doorway with um, fresh blood uh, tape, crime, crime scene tape. I have yeah. it in my notes. I'm looking right at it. and I can't fucking say it. It worked our hearts today. God. Maybe we should just write articles instead of podcasting. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But so he like walks through this crime scene tape like it's a giant spider web. And uh, he like he notices the photo that where Whoopi hood the hid the microfilm, but he doesn't bother to take it off the, the wall and look or he does actually. He he looks right at it and so the camera sees the microfilm, but he, the then he just puts it back on the wall. The microfilm. So I can't say microfilm. Like there's never a reason to say microfilm in 2022 anyway. But anytime like you know, microfilm comes up I'm always like Microfilm. Microfilm. Uh, the other cop comes up and he's like in the middle of shampooing. Full lather. Oh, hey, that's a word. Lather. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, did you know her? And Samuel Jackson's like, yeah, you know, she was my partner. And the guy's like, hey, it's tingling. And Samuel Jackson's like, that means it's working. <laughs> Uh, we see Emilio standing on the beach, looking out into the ocean, smoking a cigarette, and he like flicks the cigarette into the ocean, and it just explodes. There's just a big explosion, like it's Aqua Teen Hunger Force or something. It's back when you know the California Ocean wasn't very clean. Yeah, as soon as it happened, I was like, I wonder if that was like an Exxon Valdez reference or dig or something. Yeah, there, I think there's also an oil spill like off the coast of Santa Barbara, like in the '80s. Okay, but. Emilio lives in this trailer uh, right on the beach. It's a tiny ass trailer. Yeah. And it's like a permanent trailer. He's got like the, yeah. an awning and like a deck built around it. Um, I hate that. I know this reference, but it's like, it's like shepherds on Grey's anatomy. Before oh. he built the house. How, how many seasons of Grey's anatomy have you watched? Ugh, too fucking many. <laughs> My girlfriend watches it and she like, She's watched it so many times and she usually gives up because it gets it starts to get really weird and cheesy. Yeah, it goes way over the top. What season but, five? 
Now she's like determined to make it all the way through. There's 18 seasons. Yeah, it's still on too. How the hell is this still going on? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I can't fault you because, you know, I've been watching Desperate Housewives with my wife. Oh. <laughs> uh, at yeah. least I would say they're they're both better than Gilmore Girls, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. And my wife the other night was like, you know, it's about time I saw had another Gilmore Girls watch. And I'm like, I am going to leave the house for a while. <laughs> I'm going to go leave the house for three months. Yeah. Hey, Taylor, uh, you still got that uh, spare room? Uh, I do. Yeah. Sweet. Might have to fight Beatrice for the couch, but... <sighs> okay, fine. I'll bring Pearl Grey. They can romp together. There you go. But, so, uh, Emilio goes into this trailer, and once once he gets inside, it is enormous. <laughs> like, it's just palatial. It's marble on marble on marble. Yeah, like, it. the first thing it, I thought of was the hotel room in The Hangover. Oh, yeah, it, it does look like that. Of. But this is bigger. But, yeah. So he makes himself a drink. <laughs> Good God. This drink. Uh, Jack Daniels, Stoli, Bushmills, and chocolate syrup. You going to try this? Because I, I assume Fuck you have. No. <laughs> I assume you have a couple of those ingredients lying around the house. You like your cocktails. Um, You know, I, I like my Bushmills, but I actually don't have any. I'm not a Jack drinker. I haven't drank Jack since college. Uh, for those of you who are not alcoholics, that is bourbon, vodka, uh, whiskey, and chocolate syrup. Mm. And I, I love, like, you can see him dump the chocolate syrup in, and then he, like, takes a sip. But you can tell he does not take a sip. Yeah, he, he's like, hmm. he, like, He, like, puts his lip on the rim and just kind of goes. He's like, I am mm, not delicious. putting this anywhere near my tongue. And then, of course, you know, they cut to him finishing the drink. And I'm sure whatever he's drinking is just like iced tea or something. Like yeah. Uh, but he picks up this photo and we're, we just see the back of the frame. And he's like, oh, Claire, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Don't don't worry. I'm, I'm going to find the bastards that took you and I'm, I'm going to get revenge. And it pans around and we see that Claire is this golden retriever. He's and I'm like, I her. get it. Yeah. You get out there and you find that fucking dog. Yeah. It's not like it's a person. Like, come on. Yeah. Joanna goes missing. Eh, it's cool. Yeah, you know, I'll get to it. Yeah. She'll find her way back. Probably. One of my dogs go missing. You bet your ass. I'm going to be out there trying to find them. They're helpless. That's right. We have coyotes be- and cougars around here. Yeah. If, if Beatrice goes missing, I'm beating the street and I'm not coming yeah. home until I got her. Right. But so we see Samuel Jackson go into the police station we see there's an express lane, 10 misdemeanors or less. <laughs> it's good for LA. Um, and you, like, you can hear somebody in line being like, I thought this was the express line. That guy's got 14. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> but we see Lynn Shay, who is amazing. I fucking love Lynn Shay so much. I wish she was in this more. Uh, she is describing someone to the, a, not a stenographer, a, uh, Words are oh. hard. Like a... Person. Like a police sketch artist. Sketch artist, that's it. Yeah, and she's like, you know, he, has, he, has, he had these kind of eyes or whatever. And then we see he's got like a Mr. Potato Head. It's like a clay... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's identical to him. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then there's one of the officers is like, he said that he could escape the straight jacket in, I think he said 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes. And Samuel Jackson's like, well, how long has it been? And they're like two days. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the chief comes in and he's like yelling. He's like, you know, this is not a place to be standing around. Get back to work. And he just like keeps yelling at just everything <laughs> that he says. He does not stop. <laughs> and Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson comes up and he's like, I want the York case, which that, that was Whoopi's name was Billy York. It's a suicide. And uh, he's like, I don't know. I think, I think there's more to it. And he's just like, what's wrong with this cappuccino machine? Scotty, can you get this thing working? And fucking Scotty from I mean, Star Trek stands up. <laughs> I'm giving it all I got, Captain. I push her any harder, she'll blow. <laughs> I was like, that's actually the guy. It's actually Scotty. Scotty beat me twice last night. It was wonderful. Uh, not Simon Pegg. <laughs> Which is still weird to me that Simon Pegg plays Scotty in the Star Trek movies. Yeah, that is weird. He's not Scottish. He isn't. He's British, isn't it? Yeah, British, Scottish, same thing. Yeah, you know, it's over there weird on the islands. Christ. I told you I don't like Scottish. They're all from London. Yeah. Buggy London Town. Uh, but oh, and then they just have this like big catering display. Like there's a guy, a chef, standing there like serving up food. He puts a whole potato and a whole apple on the <laughs> on the captain's plate. <laughs> that, that potato is definitely uncooked. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, the the chief says something about how the cookies were laced with cocaine. And Samuel Jackson's like, oh, no wonder I couldn't eat just one. One. <laughs> but Samuel L. Jackson tells the captain, he's like, look, York left me a message uh, and she's uncovered this drug ring. And I think that's what got her killed. The captain says, you don't think it was the bullets? <laughs> Damn, I love that line. Kills me every time. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> you don't think it was the bullets? And Samuel L. Jackson's like, I oh, got a point. <laughs> but the captain's like, your days from retirement, just let it go. Of course, you know, there's always got to be a cop that stays from retirement. And you know what happens to the cops that are just days from retirement, too. Yeah, but Samuel Jackson's like, he, you know, grabs his nuts and he's just like, you know, I want the case. And the, the captain's like, I'm the captain. I'm the only one that yells around here. <laughs> he's like, all right, you can have the case. But Narco sent over this hothead guy and he's going to be your partner. And of course, it's Emilio. Emilio. And he's got the He's got the full Mel Gibson hair going too. The the yeah. full uh uh Mert no Riggs hairdo. Yeah. Riggs. 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 Too old for this shit. <laughs> um, but he like he pulls out a cigarette and he goes to light it, and Samuel Jackson's just like, Cigarette! And everyone just like dives on him like it's a bomb. <laughs> and this woman comes out and she's like, you know, we can't have this guy around like he is a loose cannon he's reckless and he's gun happy and emilio pulls out his gun and puts it right in her face and he's just like how dare you say that <laughs> and then he cocks it yeah and she's um, so unmoved by this yeah she does it doesn't phase her whatsoever but the definitely not just the first like, time this happened to her yeah the captain is just like, there's someone you got to talk to if this case involves cookies. 
And they're just like, oh, not him. And so they go to this maximum security prison, uh, which is guarded by Bull from Night Court. Yes. <laughs> Richard Mole. Love me some Richard Mole. And he's like, all right, you know the rules. Don't give him any weapons. Don't give him anything sharp. And stay to the left on your way in. <laughs> and so they're walking down this hallway. And suddenly he's like, Bull, like turns around. He's like, right. I meant right. Stay to the right. And we see somebody like, reached out as like choking Samuel L. Jackson through the bars. And Emilio's pistol whip in the arms. Yeah. And so in this prison is Mike Tyson. With a squishy toy. Yeah. Like I was watching it and I heard that and I was like, I thought it was B. Like I thought she B had grabbed a toy. Uh, Leona Helmsley is also is Mike Tyson's neighbor. I'm blanking on who Leona Helmsley is. I forgot to look it up. Uh, she was the queen of mean. She was arrested for tax fraud. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, there's also just a mini mart, which is permanently closed. <laughs> <laughs> Temporary location. And then finally they get to Harold Leecher. I wonder who that's a mock of. Yeah, it's it doesn't take you long to figure out. Although there's like a there's two little happy face stickers, and he's got the big glass door instead of bars. But he got like two happy face stickers and one of the like suction cup Garfields. <laughs> the set designer for this movie, top notch. Did you have one of those one of those Garfields in your car when you were a kid? Yeah. No, I think my uncle did for a bit, though. We had one, and man, that thing got so faded. It was like yellowish-white by the time we finally took it out of there. <laughs> was it kind of like really stuck in there by the end? Oh, yeah. Then like we took it off, and it had circles like it was Kenny Omega's back or something, like stuck oh, on the windshield. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but Harold Leecher is played by F Murray Abraham. I love F Murray Mar Abraham. <laughs> That's I love that Scrubs joke. Manite Shyamalan. Manite. His name is not Manite. <laughs> I'm going to change my name. So, you know, it's just Kniskoda. <laughs> Kniskoda? Oh, no. I can't like, just put it all together. Niskoda, Silent K. Boom. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I could be uh, Tabartle. Tabartle. It's like T'Challa, but <laughs> but whiter. <laughs> Would you get like a white uh, tattoo of that movie that I'm blanking on right now that everybody Black loves? Black Panther. Yes, I would get a white panther tattoo. <laughs> Thank you. My God, we are knocking it out of the park tonight with our words. <laughs> but – Murray Abraham, he asks them for ID and they like pull out their badges and he's like closer. And so they get closer to each other. <laughs> they, like stand the shoulder. The jokes in this are just so stupid, but they fucking kill me every time. But I mean, it's National Lampoon. So like, what do you yeah. expect? But so they're like, all right, you know, we got some questions for you uh, about cookies. And he's like, quid pro quo. I don't know and what that Emilio's means. Like, Emilio's like, what does that mean? He goes, it means I'm pretentious. <laughs> Again, another joke that's awesome when you're 40, not so much when you're 11. I, 
it was funny because my first thought went to uh, Austin Powers, where he's like, "Yes, Squid Pro Row." <laughs> but uh, F. Murray Abraham was like, "You know, look. the The answer lies with you, Emilio." He says, "Look to a man with whom you were involved." <laughs> and we see Emilio like skipping down the beach, holding hands with this guy. And he's like, "Not him. It was it was in Vietnam." So he like starts thinking. And we just see him skipping down the beach, holding hands with this Vietnam- <laughs> Vietnamese guy. They jump in the air simultaneously. They're in love. <laughs> and finally, F. Murray Abraham's like, not him either. It was General Mortars. Wait a second. Was- I never. <laughs> not that kind of involved. <laughs> but he talks about how this General Mortars was a student of his and he taught him to control his anger. And he's like, when you find him. Tell him I would love to eat his cookies with some fava beans and a nice chilled fresca. <laughs> it's it's much less classy than when Anthony Hopkins does it. Much less classy. Like when Anthony Hopkins does it, you don't see his tongue. It's more like uh, it's more like the dude from um, from uh, Dead Man on Campus. Oh, Cliff. Yeah, gets so freaking horny when I have a fresca. <laughs> But when F. Murray Abraham does it, he's like he's just li- he's just licking his lips emphatically. Right. Also, yeah, chilled fresca instead of a nice Chianti. Then you know the difference between the two. But so they they go outside and uh, they give their ticket to the valet, which it took me a second to be like, wait a minute, they're at a prison. <laughs> wait a second. I like the valet's name too. Gurn. Gurn? It was G E R N. That's not a name. No. <laughs> it's also listed on the IMDb for the actor as well. Uh, the actor is Emilio Estevez's brother. I'm not sure what else he's been in. His name is Charlie Sheen. He's also in another movie with Emilio that we're eventually going to do. No spoilers, but you can figure that one out. Holy shit, Charlie Sheen's going to be an all-star. Yeah, he is. God damn it. Can we like... No, he's not a Hall of Famer. We can keep people out of the Hall of Fame for being shitty. Um, yeah. But in the, in the background, there's a guy with a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> it wasn't me. I'm innocent, I swear. <laughs> And so Charlie Sheen comes back and he's like, this ticket isn't validated. Samuel Jackson's like, what? And Charlie Sheen goes, validated. And so Samuel Jackson gives him some money. It's like a Charlie Sheen's like, Charlie Sheen's like, you got anything smaller? Samuel Jackson says, keep it. And he goes, got anything larger? <laughs> and Samuel Jackson just goes, yeah. And like stares at him. Stares at him motherfuckingly. <laughs> How do you stare at somebody motherfuckingly? I don't know, but only Samuel L. Jackson can do it. That's true. But so Samuel L. Jackson and Emilio are driving along. Oh my god, I love this part. Um, <laughs> Samuel asks him, "What happened to your partner?" Emilio's like, oh, "I just I came home one night and she was gone." He says, "Oh, you were living together." It was like, yeah, she would sleep at the foot of my bed and lick my toes. Some nights, though, she would just forget about me and just lick herself for hours. 
<laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's like, I don't think it's really a good idea to get that close to your partner. Neil's <laughs> like, you try not getting involved with a partner who saves your life one minute and nuzzles your crotch the next. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's like, you know, I don't, I don't think I really paid enough attention to her. I, I didn't realize how neglected she felt until she shit in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson's like, I think we're being followed. And just suddenly there's just two people in ski masks in the backseat. <laughs> with shotguns. <laughs> and like, Emilio starts to look back and Samuel Jackson's like, don't look. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to try and lose him. And he just like st- swerves and it just like does like a Rockford where like the car spins 180 degrees and starts dri- and driving down the other lane and starts, yeah, starts driving down the other way. And that worked. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody fell out of the backseat during the turn either. No, you never see anybody fall out of the car. But Mira is just like, Oh, nice driving. <laughs> uh, we then see uh, Dennis Leary singing. You really got me now on also, a piano. Uh, one of the girls was Denise Richards. Yeah, there, he is. Gonna, I was going to say he's surrounded um, by four girls in these like tight red dresses. Uh, one of whom is Denise Richards. Uh, suddenly, Tim Curry breaks in. He kind of just explosion. kicks the door in. Yeah. Was there an explosion? I thought he just kind of kicked the door in. There was an explosion. I think I'm pretty sure there was an explosion because when they do the scene in a little bit. There is like charring in the door. It's a double door and it's blown wide open. Oh, there's okay. a giant hole in it. Yeah. So Tim Curry comes in and he introduces his boss, William Shatner. Oh, a very young looking William Shatner. Yeah. And I couldn't get over his voice. Like his voice is I'm so used to either Captain Kirk or his current day voice, which are both really deep. Right. His voice is not very deep in this. No, not at all. But he's got this super sweet mustache. Oh, it's a killer mustache. And that is grown in too. Um, But he like he looks at this fish tank and he's just like, sea monkeys? (laughs) And Dennis Leary's like, piranha. (laughs) He's like, ah, yes, piranha. And starts talking about how they're, you know, the whatever. He starts describing piranhas. I didn't take notes. But then he like puts his whole face in the fish tank. And it, like the water gets all choppy and foamy, and then he like pulls his head out, and he's got the piranha in his teeth. <laughs> he's good. He's crazy, but he's good. Yeah, uh, Dennis Leary is uh, Mike McCracken that we talked about earlier, but he says that he gave the microfilm to Whoopi because he thought that she was in on on the whole plan. He thought that she was one of William Shatner's associates. So. Uh, Shatner says, you know, you, you are sloppy and we just can't, we can't run a sloppy shop. <laughs> so Tim Curry puts a bullet in him. We see this guy on TV on E network who like hides from the gunshots. He's smart. And I, I tried to pause it and check, but I'm almost positive. This was John Michael Higgins. Oh, let me, I am TV this. I have it pulled up. Let me look at all um, cast. Yeah, the, the scene, the, the, like, it's just like this maybe three seconds and two of it, he's hiding behind a book or whatever it is he's holding. But I was like, I swear that's John Michael Higgins. Um, so there's at the Squealers Hotel, 
Samuel L. Jackson and Emilio Estevez show up and there's a standoff going on. There's like all these cop cars and they all got their guns pointed at a window on like the second or third floor. And did you find it yet? No, I don't see it at all in here. Well, he may be uncredited because it's so short. Yeah, I looked at the uncredited and I don't see John Michael Higgins. Hmm. Does it say anything about who the E person is? I don't even see that credited because they go by um, introduction and I don't see him at all. It, they, it may just be so short that like it, it isn't even mentioned. Yeah. But so Samuel Jackson's like, all right, let me talk to him. And he grabs his bullhorn and he starts speaking Japanese through this bullhorn. <laughs> and he looks at the side of it and it says made in Japan. He's like, can I have one that was made in America, please? <laughs> so apparently the bullhorn was just translating. That's and good so technology. Gave, yeah, I, that's we don't even have that today. Like even Google Translate isn't that fast. No, it's not that good. But so he gets in this bullhorn and he, he tells everybody, you know, don't shoot unless I tell you to. Like, I'm going to handle this. And so he starts to say something, but. All of a sudden, these shots just ring out from the window, blast all the police cars, like shoot out all the tires. And like one gunshot comes from the police side. And Samuel Jackson's just like, who did that? Who shot that? And uh, of course, it's Corey fucking Feldman. <laughs> it was me. And uh, um, Samuel Jackson's just like, all right, give me your gun. He says, when you learn how to follow orders... You can have this back. <laughs> and we see this one cop just like trying not to laugh at him. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Phil Hartman. It is Phil Hartman. I love Phil Hartman. Fucking love Phil Hartman. Everybody loves Phil Hartman. Is you this on his, Is um Oh fuck, what was his name in Axe Murderer? Shirley? Yeah, it was Shirley. Shirley or Shelly or something like that? Yeah, it was Shelly. Um, Shelly. Yeah. I don't think either of the either of those movies are on his Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm I don't checking. know if he's. I'm checking. Um, I do know of at least one movie that we're going to do that he was prominent in, but. Um. So yeah, Phil Hartman's just like laughing at Corey Feldman, and Samuel Jackson's just like, "What? You know? Oh, it's it's something funny. It's maybe you can make us all laugh." And so Phil Hartman walks over to this brick wall that says like Comedy Club, and he starts doing improv, and he's just like. What do you call 2,000 lawyers at the bottom of the sea? A good start. <laughs> uh, why did the man name his penis? Because he didn't want a stranger making all his decisions. All right. Thank you. You've been great. Neither of these movies are on his Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. I know. Samuel Jackson's like, make sure he doesn't get any donuts. <laughs> but so they go into the hotel. And the guy at the front desk immediately is just like, what are you arresting me for? I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do nothing. And Samuel Jackson's just like, we haven't said anything. Oh. And he's like, do you know Billy York? And the guy's like, you got a picture? And Samuel Jackson pulls out a t-shirt with Whoopi Goldberg's face on it. It was pants? He pulled it out of his pants. Oh, pulled it out of his pants. Yeah. 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 He's like digging around in it. And yeah, he pulls out his t-shirt. The guy's like, is that her? And Samuel Jackson goes, no, that's a picture. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and the guy's like, eh, I don't know her. 
Samuel Jackson goes, well, maybe this will refresh your memory. And he wheels out her corpse. <laughs> and pulls out, pulls back the blanket so you can see her face. And the guy's like, I don't know. It's a little out of focus. <laughs> maybe you need glasses. It's her fucking corpse. But so they go upstairs and there's this shootout going on upstairs. Uh, featuring Eric Estrada <laughs> in his full chips regalia, including his motorcycle, which is on the second on the, floor for some reason. Yeah, you know, he's a good bike rider, I assume. Um, and Samuel Jackson's like, is this the Billy York informant shootout? And Eric Estrada's like, oh, I don't know. I just got here. Hey, Larry. <laughs> it's Larry Wilcox, his partner from chips. And he's like, is Fires this the Billy York? He's like, is this the Billy York informant shootout? And he goes, oh, no, that's up on the fourth floor. Or on the third floor. So they go up another floor. And this officer is just like, all right, back up. This is an FBI case. You don't need to worry about it. He's like, all right, bring him out. And this guy comes out and he's got this big blue dot over his face. And it's not like on TV where they use the big. I mean, that's the joke is what it's insinuating. But the guy is actually wearing like a big blue dot. You can see the straps going around the back of yeah, his it's head. It's like a six inch strap that goes around the back of his head. Yeah, he's, it's like a Jason mask, but it's just a big blue dot that covers his right. whole face. That'd be a great Halloween I, costume. Actually, it would. That'd be pretty funny. But they're like, is this the, you know, we're, we're looking for the Billy York informant. And the guy's like, oh, that's Becker, 403. And so they go up another floor. And this guy's like running down the hallway and they're like, hey, not so fast. And the guy like stops and starts walking and they're like, that's better. <laughs> the guy was kind of skeezy looking too. Yeah, he was. But they go to 403 and Emilio is just like, police, open up. And all of a sudden these bullets start coming through the door and they spell out F-U in the door. Nice. Samuel Jackson's like, all right, we tried it your way. Now we're going to try it my way. He knocks on the door and he's like, room service. <laughs> Which is so much funnier because it's Samuel L. Jackson doing it. Yeah. Motherfucking this, <laughs> this Becker guy opens the door and it's John Lovitz. Yes. A blonde John Lovitz. A very bleach blonde John Lovitz. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, He's he's like, you know, I, I don't know nothing. You can't prove nothing. You got nothing on me. And Samuel Jackson is like, nothing. It's I-N-G. It's pronounced nothing. I love how all this is going on. Emilio just like goes to the bathroom, just like walks away. He's just like, I'm going to go take a shit. Um, uh, yeah, they, they start asking him about Billy York. He's like, I don't know no York. Samuel Jackson's like, please, no double negatives. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know, these, these matchbook or this matchbook says that you're lying. And he takes the matchbook, matchbook and he opens it up and it literally says you're lying. I put that in every matchbook I come across. <laughs> and so Samuel Jackson asks him, what do you know about a piece of microfilm? And Lovitz is like, well, it's small, brittle. Used a lot in Bond films. Bond films. And they open this door and there's like a washing machine and all these bags of money. So he's literally money laundering. And he's like, all right, I laundered some money for these guys. But this is bigger than you. This is bigger you than you could even imagine. There's nothing you can do. 
And Samuel L. Jackson's like, all right, look, just come with us. We can keep you safe. Right at that moment, John Lovitz gets shot from behind through the window. Multiple times. Many, many times. <laughs> Although I like first when he says, um, you know, the talks about money laundering for these guys. <laughs> he says, give me a name. And he goes, shouldn't your parents have done that? <laughs> oh, such a good line. But so they're wheeling John Lovitz out. And he's like, tell me the truth. Is it bad? Samuel Jackson's like, nah, it's not bad. It's, it's no big deal. You're going to be back on your feet in no time. And then the coroner zips him up. <laughs> I love how they toss him in the back of the corner van, too. They just, like, huck him in there. <laughs> but so they go to York's house. <laughs> there's a valet again. <laughs> they go inside, and there's all these cops posing with a Larry Bird cutout. That was awesome. Reason. Oh, it's McCracken's house, not York's. Oh, right, right, right. Um, but the, the guy in the straight jacket is, is there, still in the straight jacket. He introduces them to his new partner, Sport, who is a dog. Aww. And uh, Samuel Jackson's like, all right, what do, you got, what do we got here? And he's like, oh, it's a mix, Rottweiler and Chihuahua. And I'm like, that is a golden lab. Yeah. <laughs> How to use some sort of lubricant. <laughs> That is definitely not a Rottweiler Chihuahua mix. No, not even remotely close. Uh, but Emilio is just like, sport makes me think I could love again. I love the look Samuel L. Jackson gives it. <laughs> She's like, that guy is so messed up. And Irv's there too. Can't forget about Irv. Who's Irv? The uh, cop. He's like, hey, Sarge, I have this itchy, cracky, burning sensation on my foot. No oh, shit. Oh, the dandruff guy. Yeah, no shit, your foot's on fire. Yeah, he takes off his shoe and his foot is on fire. <laughs> um, but Samuel L. Jackson like reaches down to the fish, like next to the fish tank, and he just finds this glob of green goo. I don't know what it was. Got any theories? But well, first the guy asks him, "You find anything?" And he says, "Nothing solid." Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> but he's like, "You got any theories?" And Irv is like, "E equals MC squared." Any of your own? (laughs) Um, uh, Emilio finds... First sport attacks Emilio. We see Emilio (laughs) back on this this blatantly fake dog. And he's just like, ah, get him off me. (laughs) But Emilio finds a box of cookies. uh, And he also finds a ring in the piranha tank. Which he tries to fish out. And the piranha like eats the little net thing. Then he goes up to this like beat cop and he's like, hey, can you give me a hand over here? <laughs> and then Sam, I love Samuel Jackson says, this may look like a suicide, but I think there's more going on. There are bullet holes all over the walls. There's there are like five dead bodies. Yeah. Two he's like, I think, tried to he's escape. Like, escape yeah, the suicide. Like, I, I think this is suicide. Uh, but McCracken's body is missing. So Emilio explains that this ring was given to a, a CI front in Vietnam that was led by General Mortars. Mortars. In the background, their car suddenly explodes. And Samuel Jackson's like, good thing we used valet parking. <laughs> it's just a and valet like, who died. It's fine. Yeah, they're like, taxi. Suddenly the taxi explodes. And Emilio's just like, it's going to take 
more than a couple car bombs to get us off this case. Not much Samuel more. Jackson, <laughs> Samuel Jackson goes, not a hell of a lot more. Uh, we then I'm find gonna... McCracken's body, which is being buried by sport. It's a good girl. Uh, we see Shatner selling drugs to some guys. And he's like, all right, half due now, half tomorrow, half upon delivery. Price is non-negotiable. Three halves. Uh, that's, I mean, the guys agree to it, so he must be a good businessman. Yeah. But the, the guy tests it, and Shatner's just like, you know, I assume it's satisfactory. And they look over at the guy, and he's just a skeleton with smoke coming out of his ears. And his head's bobbling like a bobblehead. And he's just like nodding, like, yeah, yeah good shit. Good. <laughs> but so the guy like goes to pay, and the other guy's like, no, no, use the Vista card. We get frequent flyer miles. <laughs> And so Tim Curry uses like one of the old school credit card machines. Oh it's my like God. You know, the big ka-chunk. Yeah. And so Shatner's just like, all right, the deal is done. And the other guy's like, not so fast. The carbons. You're smart. <laughs> Which young people who don't understand this reference used to, when you paid with a credit card, they would take your credit card and they would put it in this machine, put some carbon paper over it. And then just like use this big handle and just run it over so that they, they got an imprint of the numbers. Because credit cards used to have raised numbers. They don't even have those anymore. No, those are gone. So and Shatner's just like, you know, ah, you're a smart man. I like smart. I like doing business with smart men because they know not to fuck with me. So next uh, maybe it's the same day. I don't know when it is, but cut to the Wilderness Girls headquarters. Wilderness Girls. They uh, Samuel Jackson and Emilio Estevez introduce themselves, and they're just like, you know, he's like, I'm Agent Luger. This is Agent uh, Colt. What's it? Colt. The, and these are our wallets. <laughs> and like when Emilio flicks his open, the his badge goes flying, and you just hear someone in the background just ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a Wilhelm scream, but it might be. I think it was. But so they go and they talk to the, I don't know if she's the owner or the president or what, but the the woman who runs the Wilderness Girls, uh, Miss Demeanor. Ha <laughs> ha. What a bad joke. That's a bad pun. Yeah, that was really, really bad. They weren't, re- they tried too hard on that one. Yeah. But she's like this, you know, kind of nerdy looking woman. She's got her hair pulled back, glasses on and stuff. And she's like, you know, go ahead and make, your, make yourself at home. And Emilio starts taking his pants off. <laughs> and she's like, I meant, you know, have a seat. And so she's like, Would, you know, do you want anything to drink? And Samuel Jackson's like, oh, just, just a water. And so she opens this door and there's just this giant block of ice. Just the biggest goddamn block of ice I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, and Samuel Jackson, you know, tells her that they're investigating this cocaine uh, ring or whatever. And she's like, oh, that sounds violent. I hate violence. And she just like starts stabbing this ice block mad- madly, motherfuckingly. <laughs> Until finally, it's just like this, you know, beautiful ice sculpture of a swan. And she's like, who wants snow cones? And so, so they both get a snow cone. Samuel Hill Jackson was so excited about that snow cone, too. Yeah, it was red flavor. Yes. 
Not cherry. Red. But Emilio tells Misdemeanor, he's like, you know, I, I want to take you downtown for questioning. And she's like, we are downtown. <laughs> and he's like, to HQ. And she's like, okay, well, can I change first? He's like, yeah, go, go ahead. And so she takes her hair out, you know, does that thing where girls do where they lean forward and, and put their hair down, forward. And then drapes or whatever. Know, and then dramatically flick their hair back. Uh, and suddenly it's Kathy Ireland. <laughs> it's a good change. Was not Kathy Ireland before, but. No. And uh, uh, before she changed, though, like her and her and Emilio kind of like had this they spark had a going. Yeah. But so they go downtown and this whole scene is just a basic instinct spoof. Um, of course, if you've seen Basic Instinct, you know the scene when Sharon Stone shows off her cooch. Yep. And so they're questioning her. And this guy is in every Adam Sandler movie. Chuck, Chuck Napier. Chuck Napier. Is that his name? Yeah. He's uh... he's. He's in everything. He was in Silence of the Lambs, Rambo, Blues Brothers, really? Austin Powers. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I always associate him as a comedy actor. I didn't realize he did like Rambo and stuff. Maybe I'm reading the wrong but, guy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it, he's the lead investigator. And so he's asking her, he says, you know, do you know General Mortars? And she's like, well, I drive a Buick. He's like, no. <laughs> Not General Motors, General Mortars, Mortars. And so she like starts to uncross her legs, but then she spins. And so like everyone in the room is like leaning forward, looking there. She's like, oh, damn, we're so close. Um, And then suddenly John Lovitz walks in. (laughs) He's like, oh, don't mind me. I'm with these guys. Keep doing what you're doing. We're a team. And they're like, didn't you die? And he goes, I thought this was a sequel. <laughs> that makes sense. But so they tell Misdemeanor, you know, make sure you're not lying. And she says, I don't know the meaning of the word lie. And so they're like, who was the last to bat over 400? She's like, Ted Williams. Duh. And they start asking her questions like, what did Cher see in Sonny? Did Oswald act alone? And John Lovett's like, you need help shaving your legs? <laughs> and Emil's just like, hey, show some respect. How many men have you slept with? And she like, again, starts to uncross her legs, but then she kind of spins around and she's like five, maybe six. And Emilio's like, it's not a lot for this day and age. And she's like, it's been a slow week. Okay. Damn. But someone asked, did you know Bill York? And uh, John Lovitz is like, who cares? Do you sleep in the nude? It's great. <laughs> she says only when I'm naked. I love saying that so much. <laughs> uh, Emilio asks her, what do you think of the designated hitter rule? She's like, I hate it. I think it undermines the purity of the game. And I like pure things. They give me pleasure. And then she starts smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she's like, kills half the cigarette at once. She's just like. <sighs> um, and then she spins. But when she spins back around, she is now a stuffed beaver. <laughs> <laughs> And it says gratuitous beaver shot. Nice. Oh, dumb. And she's like, uh, you know, does anyone want to give me a ride? And like all the peanut gallery guys are just in their underwear now. They're all just stripped down. And they're all like, me, 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 me. 
Somehow they're also very sweaty. Yeah, I don't know what was going on back there. But so they go back to the Vildarnis Girls HQ and uh, Shatner just comes out of the wall. The wall just opens up like Jack Donaghy's office and he walks out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she basically she tells him, you know, they're, don't worry, they're not on to you. But still, Tim Curry goes and he ambushes Emilio, comes up behind him, puts a gun to his head. And tells him to drop his gun. He drops his gun. And uh, he's Emilio's just like, who the hell are you? Tim Curry says, I'm your worst nightmare. nightmare. And he was like, no, that's impossible. Because waking up without my penis is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Tim, I mean- Tim Curry's like, maybe I'm not your worst nightmare, but I'm up there. <laughs> Samuel Jackson comes around the corner and Tim Curry's like, drop your gun. He's like, I don't have a gun. I don't believe in it. And so Tim Curry kicks Emilio's gun to him. He picks it up and he's like, now drop the weapon. <laughs> and Emilio's just like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And suddenly uh, Samuel L. Jackson has this flashback. But when he has a flashback, he's just like, <laughs> he's shaking yeah. his head like a crazy person. And he has this flashback to Whoopi being held by a mime with his finger to her head. <laughs> Shoot him! Shoot him! <laughs> Cut back to present day. And he, he drops the gun, but it goes off. And it shoots Curry in the hand, so he drops his gun. He runs. They chase him out of the building. And Emilio's like, freeze! And everybody in the scene freezes, except for Tim Curry. Yeah. Emilio's like rolling around on the ground firing i've always wanted to try that but i feel i'd shoot myself somehow you'd shoot something or someone yeah somebody would die probably or lose a foot yeah it seems like all these shots are way low these are like two inches off the ground at most but curry gets in the car and he takes off and we see emilio chasing after him and for some reason he's holding a giant teddy bear yeah i don't yeah no idea. And that's it. Like, we never see his teddy bear again. <laughs> never get any explanation for it. Zero. But so, Emilio, he, he jumps off a bridge trying to jump onto Curry's car and uh, completely misses, Not lands in close. the street, and just puts a, like, dent in the street, the shape of his body. Uh, then Samuel Jackson comes up and... Emilio's just like, hey, you know, we're going to commandeer your vehicle. And it pans over and it's just these two kids on bikes. <laughs> and Samuel Jackson is just like, I'm getting too old for this commandeering bike shit. <laughs> How do you get that line in there? But uh, he's like, don't worry, kids. We'll, we'll get your bikes back to you safely. And as soon as they start to ride away, the bikes just explode. <laughs> They're just like little BMX bikes. Yeah, like, how could that happen? Hello, Beatrice. Hi, sweetie. Um, so, Samuel L. Jackson invites Emilio over to his place for dinner. He, I think he says something about, like, having a nice home-cooked meal, doesn't he? Yeah, and just, like, a stable home environment. Okay, because they're eating pizza. They're not having a home-cooked meal at no. all. 
But Samuel Jackson's daughter starts flirting with Emilio and she starts, you know, kind of like rubbing his foot with her foot <laughs> under the table. Uh, and then suddenly Samuel Jackson's son starts rubbing Emilio's foot under the table. <laughs> and then you just see this paw come in and start rubbing his foot. Paw. Um, but then, then his wife comes home and she's like, just has some dude with her. It's just like, Oh, this is, Frank or whatever his name was. She's like, he's the produce manager at the grocery store. He's like, no, that's Bob. He was like, yeah, I'm the assistant produce manager. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, are they swingers? Is this like, okay with Samuel Jackson? Yeah. He seemed cool with it. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I didn't understand it, but she's like, you know, I, I'm thinking about taking him to mom's this weekend. He was just like, Honey, your mom has been dead for six months. And he's like, oh, did I forget to give you that message? (laughs) If he wasn't going to get divorced, it's coming now. Yeah, really. She's clearly already banging other people. So, yeah, she's already got two, two feet out the door. So, yeah, she just screams and Amelia's just like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm done here. So he goes back to his trailer. Goes inside and Kathy Ireland is there with just a hundreds of candles. She's created a great big fire hazard. Yeah. But Emilio sees the door open. So he like comes in, jumps on the ground. It starts to do his rolling move again while firing. And he's just shooting at the floor. Yeah. It goes like six inches and it just leaves a bullet hole. Comes nowhere yeah. near her. Yeah. But so he gets up and he's just like, what's with all the candles? And she's like, I couldn't find the light switch. (laughs) (laughs) She's a bright one. Yeah. She's like, this is a great place you got here. Like it's, it's much bigger than it looks on the outside. He's like, yeah, I use light colors to make it look bigger. (laughs) Smart. It's definitely not enormous. Uh, He's like, so what are you doing here? And she says, waiting for you. He's like, yeah, okay. But what brought you here? (laughs) She says, a taxi. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but why? She says, because my car's in the shop. <laughs> so he holds up this cue card and he goes, I mean, why the hell did you come here? <laughs> oh. She's like, oh, the police station made me nervous. She's like, I, I got to tell you, I, I wasn't honest with you and Detective Lugie. <laughs> it's, it's Luger, by the way. <laughs> yeah. She never says Luger once. No, first she called him loser. And when he corrected her, she's like, oh, loogie. Oh, loogie. But she's like, I know who's responsible for those cookies. It's General Mortars. And, you know, he's he's using me and the Wilderness Girls to sell cocaine. He, he can get away with it because he can ship it to anywhere. And, she's, and, and not only that, tomorrow at midnight, there's a big drug deal going down at the cookie factory. It's good information and, to have. Yeah, but then she she starts getting sexy and she tells him to, you know, squeeze me like your gun. But she goes into much more specifics. I didn't take notes because I didn't care that much. But and then she says, you know, blow in my ear the way you would would blow away the smoke after shooting. And so he just goes. (laughs) (laughs) Just right in her ear. And then she's just like, ow. 
painful cuticle. He's like, oh, you think that's bad? Look at this razor burn. And she's like, oh, I'm retaining water. And he stands up. He's like, yeah, well, look at this. And he's got a bottle cap lodged in his side. <laughs> Get that taken out. Come on, man. Yeah. And he's like, nickel beer night, Dodger Stadium. Oh, makes sense. And she's like, oh, these other scars. Is that from Vietnam? And he's like, no, parochial school. <laughs> and then, like he holds his shoulder and he's like, grenade. And then he just pulls his arm off. Yeah. And he's like, <clears throat> riot at a love connection taping. <laughs> And then she like pushes her hair forward and she goes, look at this plate in my head, elective surgery. <laughs> she elected to get a plate in her head. <laughs> it was a, at least it was good China. It said so on the plate. And then he's like, that's nothing. Look at this and pulls open his chest where there's a mouse on a wheel. And he's like low budget organ transplant. <laughs> And so then they they get down to business and we see the clock says 1216 and it ticks over to 1217, pans back over and they're smoking cigarettes. Um, and she's like, she like starts crying. He's like, you know, oh, are, are you, I don't remember what he asked her, but she's like, no, I'm, I'm crying because now that we've had these moments and I'm close with the villain, I know I'm going to die. Hi. And he, Emilio gets out of bed and starts like walking to the kitchen. And this is 100% a fake butt, right? Oh, 100% fake butt. <laughs> it's like all glossy. It, yeah, it's, it's the most glistening butt I have ever seen in my entire life. And she's like, you know, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm just going for one of those butt in the moonbeam walks. I love saying that. Joanna asked me that. Um, you know, I get up out of bed in the middle of the night and she's up. She's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, just a butt in the moonbeam walk. <laughs> uh, suddenly there's this helicopter we see this helicopter flying over the top of the trailer and uh, Kathy Island's like do you hear something <laughs> Emilio's just like nah <laughs> helicopter just starts shooting up the, the trailer shoots it to rubbles Blows and we just up. see this, this white t-shirt on a stick come up and suddenly John McClane Rises from the rubble. Bruce Willis himself. And yeah, he's, he's credited as John McClane too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, waves the, the white flag and the guy in the helicopter goes, is this 1014 Pacific Coast Highway? No. Like, no, no, this is 814 14. Pacific Coast Highway. 1014 is two blocks up that way. He was like, oh, my mistake. <laughs> Bruce Willis is just like, no problem. No problem. <laughs> but so we see Emilio Estevez and Kathy Island like run out of the trailer and she's wearing his like tank top and boxers and he's wearing her lingerie and heels. He looked good in it. And then they, they run back inside. And so he takes her home and she's like, do you think next time instead of just smoking cigarettes in bed, we could actually make love. <laughs> he's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll give it a shot. See what happens. And she's just like, please, I, I want you so bad. Don't, don't you want me? Don't you find me desirable? He's like, of, of course. But right now I've got a partner to warn. 
And so he goes to the docks for some reason. I couldn't figure out why he thought Samuel L. Jackson would be at the docks. Yeah, I have no idea. Because Samuel L. Jackson hasn't even mentioned a boat. No. But also at the docks is Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets mugged. <laughs> Was he getting mugged or arrested? I thought he got mugged. Oh, I thought he was getting arrested. By the way, nothing good's happening to Popeye. No. See, I said nothing. I-N-G. <laughs> nothing. But so Emilio goes to this boat at the end of the dock, and there's he finds this bomb on it. And he goes to cut one of the wires, and suddenly John Lovitz pops up wearing a little sailor hat. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, don't cut that one. Emilio's like, no, it's, it's always the green one. <laughs> Lovitz is like, but that one's orange. That's orange. <laughs> and then John Lovitz is like, did you ever see Hot Shots? Like, I'm not saying it's a ripoff, but it's kind of a coincidence. It's, it's, In Hot Shot, they did that. And now you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and Emilio's just like, you know what? This wire's got your name all over it. And it literally has a tag on it that has his name. Yeah, it says Becker. <laughs> Becker, yeah. And he clips that, and some, which somehow blasts Becker back straight into the water. Yeah. Just Becker. Just Becker. Nothing else. Not Emilio. Emilio. And so he cuts the orange wire and this like cuts the power to all the boats. Makes sense. So then he cuts the green wire and it cuts off the power to the whole city. Yeah. LA goes down. So then he just takes the bomb and throws it in the water. It explodes and it kills like half a dozen scuba divers (laughs) who all float up to the water. So Emilio goes to Samuel L. Jackson's house and the door is open. So he like goes in with his gun drawn. He's like, Luger. Luger's just like, I'm in here. Emilio kicks the door in and Samuel L. Jackson's in there taking a shit. (laughs) He's just like, you okay? He's like, yeah, just taking a shit. (laughs) No, okay. Well, so they leave. They're in there in uh, Emilio's caddy. And he's just like, can I tell you a secret? Samuel Jackson's like, yeah, you know, whatever you want to say to me stays within the confines of this car. What he doesn't realize is that his CB is on. <laughs> and so everyone at the station can hear him when he's like, my mother never breastfed me. She'd tease me with it and then just give me the bottle. <laughs> uh, and somehow this feed ends up going to a the local airport, it like cuts in. It's like left sauna flight number. And you know, she would just tease me with the boob. (laughs) And then also somehow it gets to like the space station. Yeah. And they're laughing their ass off. Yeah. Cause he's just like, you know, by 13, I had a love hate relationship with breasts and a distrust of women. (laughs) Makes sense. It does. Samuel Jackson's like, yeah, I know I I breastfed until I was 16 and I still don't understand women. I have so many questions. But so they go to the station and the captain tells them, you know, forget it. This case is closed. Like, you're done. Uh, and so Emilio's just like, you know, I, I'm not done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out. I'm going to get mortars. And Samuel Jackson is just like, you know, you, you heard the captain. And Emilio's like, you always have to follow the rules. And we get this flashback to uh, – Wes Luger at 12 years old. And we know this because he's he's wearing a name tag (laughs) that says Wes Luger at 12 12 years years old. old. 
<laughs> I never noticed that like watching it as a kid, but you know, watching it now, I finally picked up on that. I was like, nice. <laughs> He's a crossing guard and the bell rings. So he goes to like eat his lunch. He sits in a chair right next to the crosswalk. And this old lady in a walker like walks right past him, walks in, into the street, and we just hear her get hit by a truck. Got hit by a truck. Oh, no. Assumedly, she broke her tibia. <laughs> in multiple places. He broke my tibia. tibia. That's good. Um, <laughs> but Emilio tells him, you know, he doesn't play by the rules. And so he goes to the cookie factory that night. And to get there, he has to go through the sewer. And while he's going through the sewer, he sees the Ninja Turtles playing Trivial Pursuit. And he gets into the cookie factory, which is guarded by Nazi soldiers. <laughs> For some reason. Makes sense, though. I guess. Uh, I guess. But they're speaking to each other in German. And uh, one of them says, you know, Mortis is really bit mad about the microfilm. The other one's like, it's a little late for plot points. <laughs> He's like, plus, only a psychotic, burned out cop would try and break in. Cut and Emilio to. sneaks past him, but he trips over the subtitles. <laughs> I've never seen that in a movie, and I haven't seen it since. Yeah, I don't think I have either. But so he goes to this big, heavy door, and he tries to open it, and there's a giant welcome mat, and he like pulls it back, and there's the key under this mat. <laughs> Perfect. So he goes into the factory, goes up on this little catwalk thing, oh, and Tim Curry catwalk. is there. And he's like, I've been waiting for you. And he, you can see he's got like this little TV tray with a little tiny TV set up, and there's like boxes of Chinese takeout. <laughs> so he's literally just been sitting there waiting. It's like I knew you'd come to this exact spot for some reason. <laughs> but Emil grabs him and throws him off, and he lands. And there, there's a chalk outline and he lands like next to it. And so then he just kind of like creeps over, crawls over to lay in the chalk outline. God, I love Tim Curry. Oh, he's so good. Uh, we see Kathy Ireland pull a gun on Shatner. This gun with like the biggest silencer I've ever seen in my life. Four feet long. And she's telling him, you know, she's just like, you used me. Like, what kind of man are you? <laughs> and Shatner goes, a user. <laughs> oh she's like worst of all you made me lure Emilio here a man who I've come to love and Emilio comes around the corner and he points his gun at Shatner he's just like looks like your cookies crumbled nice <laughs> um, but Shatner is just like opens this door and they have Claire his <gasps> partner dog uh, and also John Lovitz Somehow John Lovitz got captured after he got blown off the boat. <laughs> I don't know how he's still alive. Because he thought there was but, a sequel. Um, Emilio's just like, you know, let her go. And Lovitz is like, yeah, let her go and leave me. Or leave her and let me go. Or let no. everyone go. No. <laughs> but Emilio pulls out the microfilm and he's like, you know, looking for this. And suddenly Curry comes up behind him, puts a gun to his head, takes out the of, microfilm. Out of nowhere. Yeah. But um, Kathy Ireland shoots Shatner after he tells her, you know, that she doesn't have the guts to do it. Proved him wrong. Emilio turns around and kicks 
Curry through this plate of glass that two guys were carrying by. <laughs> For no apparent reason. Yeah. Uh, suddenly these random thugs show up and they have like a take a number system and they're <laughs> taking a number to fight Emilio. <laughs> and every single one of them, he kicks through a plate of glass. Like the guys keep walking by with plates of glass. He, he kicks this one guy who like stumbles backwards and the guy's like, oh, wait, hang on a second. And they like move behind him with the plate of glass. They're like, okay, go ahead. And he just jumps through the plate of glass. <laughs> I want to kick somebody through a plate of glass one day. That'd be fun. It would be. And, you know, I don't want the person to get hurt unless they deserve it. But I just want to do okay. it. You just use the like the pressed sugar glass. Oh, yeah. Lift that the works. fake movie glass. Uh, Shatner tries to shoot Emilio, but Kathy Ireland like shoves him out of the way and she ends up getting shot. No. And so she's laying there and she's just like, I'm, I'm so cold. I'm so cold. <laughs> and they, they pan over and there's just like bags of ice on her legs. <laughs> so Emilio just like pulls them off. And she's like, kiss me. While she's hacking up blood. She's got blood all over her face and she's just hacking up. They're making and some really gross noises with this too. Yeah. And Emilio's just like, I better not. I, I think I have a touch of the flu. <laughs> And finally, he like wipes her face and kisses her. And she's Aww. like, get mortars for me. And so he goes and he's like following this trail of little blood droplets. But then you find out it's actually just a tipped over ketchup bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson appears like a hero. And Emilio's like, you came. And Samuel Jackson goes, that's personal. <laughs> also, that it- it's I'm here. <laughs> Also, a joke that you're not going to get out of 11. Oh, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but Samuel L. Jackson takes, pulls a gun, points it at William Shatner. And Shatner's like, you won't shoot me. You play by the rules. And Shatner's just like, or sorry, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is just like, sometimes you got to make up the rules as you go. Ooh. Fires. Emilio's just like, Ow! Like bends over, just like ow. Just kidding. Just, just kidding. kidding. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, suddenly, Curry is up on like an, a different catwalk. They shoot him. He falls into this. Uh, well, I guess for, he like blasts at them with a machine gun. Yeah, which hits a giant thing of gasoline. But they shoot him, and he falls into this vat of cookie dough. And so then, as they're leaving, Emilio is just like ah. Nothing like a good smoke after you've blown someone away. Samuel Jackson's like, no, you know, you shouldn't smoke. He's like, oh, you're right. These these things will kill me. Flicks it. And of course, it lands in the gasoline. Boom. (laughs) Big ass explosion. So they go outside and the captain's there with all these other cops. And Emilio's like, ah, looks like you missed the fireworks. The captain's like, no, it looks like they just started. And there's like actual literal fireworks Fireworks going off above above this cookie factory. (laughs) And he starts yelling at him, you know, because they went rogue. And Samuel Jackson's like, but we got the good, the, we got the bad guys, Cap. He's like, yeah, but you almost got yourself killed. I wish I had more guys like you. <laughs> yeah, Samuel Jackson, you know, maybe uh, you think about considering, reconsidering ret- that retirement. He's like, you know, I think maybe I could do that. But only if Emilio can be my partner. And the cops or the captain's like, I think that could be arranged. Samuel Jackson and Amelia look at each other and they're both just like, sequel. sequel. 
so they're going to the car and they're like fighting over who's going to drive and they like rock paper scissors for it they both throw rock and so then samuel jackson just punches Emilio in the face he's <laughs> okay, like oh, you okay drive. you're driving <laughs> uh, they get in the car and Emilio's like ah, i feel like i'm forgetting something and suddenly kathy ireland and claire pop up in the back seat samuel jackson's like uh destiny which apparently her name was destiny this whole time yeah, destiny, destiny demeanor He's like, Destiny, Claire. And Miro's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Starts to get out of the car. And he's like, oh, no, they're here. And then John Lovett's like, I'm here, too. <laughs> he's like, don't worry. You'll get used to me like a rash. rash. <laughs> and then they turn on Bohemian Rhapsody and start headbanging as they drive away. And the movie. Roll credits. Uh, yeah, like I said, this was exhausting to take notes for because it's just joke after joke after joke. joke. But it's so funny just to watch. It, it It's a, just a machine gun of jokes from literally the moment the movie starts till the credits roll. There is no yeah, break. It really is. Um, and I mean, it, like I said, it's National Lampoon. It's the same guys who did Caddyshack, same guys who did Animal House. So it's it's that kind of humor, but this yeah. one is like really silly, like much more than those other two movies. And I mean, it's a parody, so it's you kind of expect that, right? Yeah, and like obviously, said, go ahead, slapstick. Oh yeah, um, obviously, you know, Lethal Weapon is the most prominent thing that it's lampooning, right? But uh, there's a, a couple other references. Nothing specific sticks out in my mind, but Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah, that's, that's the other obvious one. one. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's just pretty much any like eighties cop movie. Yeah, any buddy cop movie. Um, and yeah, like like the IMDb thing said, as poorly written as it was, uh, some commercials stuff in right. there. Tons and of cameos. This this cast is fantastic. Like, I was surprised at who all was in it. Yeah, it's a it's in a killer cast, and um, it was only a budget of eight point two million dollars, and they made twenty eight million and were in the number one movie when they opened. I'll bet they made so much more in home video too. Oh yeah, it's like box office was fifty one million, and I think oh it said yeah um, they made over ninety million dollars total. There you go. Uh, this is not streaming anywhere, so you, you'll have to pay for it, but it, it's $3 most places. Yeah, That's what it's I paid. cheap. It's like six bucks to buy. Yeah. And I mean, if slapstick is a genre that's people are going to love it or hate it. It's right. I feel like slapstick's not something that you just kind of like, yeah, I don't mind slapstick. You either, you either love it or you hate it. So your thoughts on this movie, are definitely going to be dependent on your thoughts on just just absolutely goofy slapstick comedy yeah and it's my wheelhouse and that's why i love it so much like i said earlier i love slapstick yeah well done Um, slapstick yeah and this this is well done it's there were so many times where i'm just like i'm shaking my head going that's so fucking stupid but But i'm laughing yeah yeah Is that her? No, that's her picture. (laughs) Yeah, like that's such a dumb fucking joke. But like it's so dumb that it's funny. Yeah, and just the way Samuel L. Jackson delivers that line is just like, oh my god. 
Yeah, he, he delivers it so earnestly. Yeah, he's like, no, this is exactly what's happening. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would strongly recommend you check this out unless you, unless you just hate slapstick, which I get it. It's We're not those everybody. guys, though. If you like to laugh and have fun, then go watch it. Yeah, and listen, then listen to this. And then, you, go, what? I was just going to say, you should have watched the movie beforehand again, though. Quit listening we to this rec- first, and then watch the movie. Because this thing is nothing but spoilers. Like verbatim yeah, we spoilers. Reco- <laughs> <laughs> we recommend that you watch the movies before you listen to the episode. Uh, but also, you, you can listen to the episode without having seen the movie. Uh, it, it is fine if you don't care about things like spoilers. Yeah, we're such good actors that you you know we like to paint a picture for you. Hopefully you find this show entertaining enough, whether you watch the movie or not. If you do, like I said at the beginning of the episode, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. And if you can put something in the text box, I don't know why, but it, it holds more weight than mm-hmm. not doing it. So, Especially from you cokeheads. Yeah. Like we said earlier, tell us whether or not you can get high off cocaine cookies. Um, tell us what uh, what you think of Tim Curry's accent. Um, I don't know. Anything else, Kevin? No, just put wilderness gas. We'll know what's going on. <laughs> we'll know what's up. Uh, if you're not listening on Apple podcasts, then just wherever you're listening, if they let you leave a rating and a review, we, we would appreciate that. You can also follow us on social media. Like I said earlier, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're on all of them as cult to splat. Uh, you can also go to cult to Make sure to get tickets to our upcoming virtual live show. We're doing Super Troopers with Max Zaleski. It's going to be a real good time. Tickets are real cheap. They're only five bucks. So uh, join us for that. You Do you think we could place Max with John Lovitz on short notice? I, probably. What else is he doing? Nothing. I want to make some calls. Sorry, Max. All right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, coldspot.com. Like I said, uh, you can also get merchandise there. And anything else that has to do with us, that's that's the best place to find us. If you're trying to find me specifically, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as the Taylor Bartle. If you're trying to find Kevin, where do they find you? Kevin Nascoda on Twitter and Nascoda, D-U-H, on Instagram. There you have it. We'll be back next week with a brand new movie. Hope to see you then. Until then, see ya. Bye.